Welcome back to What's on Your Mind. I'm Dr. Gene Bresson. And I'm Dr. Steve Schlossman. And we're child psychiatrists at the Clay Center for Young Healthy Minds at the Massachusetts General Hospital. Here's what we'll talk about today. Well, today we're going to be talking about something near and dear to my heart, fatherhood. And I'd like to introduce our guest, Dr. Ray Levy, who is Assistant Clinical Professor of Psychiatry at Harvard Medical School and the founder and director of the Fatherhood Project at MGH. So you're right. Father's Day matters a lot. Fatherhood matters a lot. And this got me thinking, so what, what's the history of this holiday of Father's Day? Because I always thought it was something invented by Hallmark or something. And it's not. I actually looked it up. And, you know, from the beginning, it was a controversial holiday. So, so it was it supposedly came about in like 1910 in Washington State in an attempt to recognize um, a dad who had brought up six kids by himself. And it wasn't well received. People said, look, fathers don't generate the same sentimental value that mothers do. Mother's Day was already in existence. So people, even from the beginning of Father's Day, even from the time Woodrow Wilson made it a holiday a few years later, were uncomfortable with recognizing dads. They kind of felt like dads don't need to be recognized. Well, you know, in some ways, dads and moms have been treated differently. So, Ray, let me ask you, what's the traditional role of fathers in this country, and how has it changed over the years? Well, there's a major change, uh, Gene. Uh, when I think of the traditional role, I think of TV shows like Leave it to Beaver, Father <laughs> Father Knows Best. These are ages ago. But basically, the father used to have two major responsibilities, which was as provider for the family, usually a single-income family, which families could live that way decades ago. And the second is um, as disciplinarian slash the moral, the holder of of morality in the family. Wait till your father comes home. Wait till your oh, father I, I comes home. I heard that. I heard yeah. that a lot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the problem with my father never came home. But uh, yes, that's <laughs> well. No, no. I, that I, was, that's actually a good point. I remember my dad leaving at seven a.m. Yeah. And my dad's a doctor. He's, leave yeah. at seven a.m. Come back at eight p.m. Yeah. My mom would make two dinners. She'd make the dinner for my sister and me, and then yeah. she'd make a second dinner that we were all expected to sit at. With my dad, where he ran the dinner. And and there was nothing. It didn't feel off. I mean, that was what was That done. was the way it was, yeah. yeah. My father, I didn't see him in the mornings. And he came home most often about 7 or 8 o'clock, really. And he traveled a lot for work. So, frankly, I didn't see him much. It was quite an event when he came home. Fathers were like yeah. a, a, a oh, yeah. valued guest or, or a celebrity almost. And my dad, my dad, you know, who was a dentist, was home Every night for dinner, my mom dutifully made dinner, and every night was a very beautiful three-course dinner. But then he would disappear up to his study to do his academic work, and I wouldn't see him for the rest of the night and you know, wouldn't see him till the weekend. This is so different from my life as a dad, <laughs> right? <laughs> so what's it like? What's it like? Uh, so let's see. Yesterday, I ran home to pick up my daughter because she had early release. Then I ran back to the hospital, saw a couple patients, and ran back to see my older daughter and make sure she got to soccer practice on time. Then ran back, saw a few more patients. It was, and that's not an atypical day. It's almost like you invent every day as it comes. I don't mind. I mean, I like it that way. I like being more involved, but it's different. Well, your role has changed, but now, Ray, how have mother's roles changed because we can't right. well, change one without the other. Exactly, right? That's exactly true. And Steve, of course, we should mention that your wife is a full-time psychiatrist. That is true. And so she's busy working, you're busy working, and it's just a trade-off. Yeah. Who's who's going to do the running around? Right. And I can't. The I, I can't say I got work. You got to yeah. do this. That's not. It's not. Yeah. I mean, every day is a discussion about who misses work or doesn't miss work. Yeah. In my house, my my mother was always home. 
She actually, uh, unfortunately, had an opportunity to go to Swarthmore College, but then it disappeared when her father lost all his money. So she uh, she stayed home. She took care of us. She was always there. She watched my brother's games, my games. She was the one who was really in uh, in our life. Now it's very typical that dad's wives are working just as much as the, as the dads. In fact, the Pew Trust tells us that 40% of women actually are the primary wage earner in families. So there are different responsibilities for women and, of course, different responsibilities for dads. When I when I was raising my kids uh, on the weekends, I was with them all the time. That's what I wanted to do. In fact, this was a passion. I should say this. You know, those of us who grew up who didn't get enough of our fathers, we just had this idea, and I certainly had this idea, that that is never going to happen to my kids. I'm going to make sure my kids know me. I'm with them. I know them really well, and I spend a lot of time with them. So I, I'm really glad you brought this up. And Ray, you and I have talked about this. There's data to support this, right? Like, this is better for a Because I know it's confusing for kids, but in the end... This Wait, is, how, why, why should it be confusing? I mean, look, they, they have the best of both worlds, right? They've, they've got uh, parents who are both kind of sharing in the roles of parenting, or, or is that not true? Well, yes, it, it can be true, and kids can experience it that way, and that would be very positive. In fact, what Steve is referring to is the overwhelming data that shows that when dads are emotionally engaged with their children, they do better emotionally, socially, behaviorally, and academically. The kids do better. The kids do better. Better yes. than when they're not engaged. That's right, when okay. they're not engaged, yes. So it's clear that uh, dads being engaged is good good for everybody, actually. I think dads feel better about themselves um, most of the time. There's some dads who feel a little awkward doing some of the uh, the parenting, but generally speaking, I think dads these days like being involved uh, with their kids more. You know, I, I wouldn't trade it. I mean, I, I will admit that there are times where I feel sort of tugged in multiple directions as yeah. I try to figure out where my responsibilities yeah. lie. And mothers feel that way too. Well, right. So now everybody's right. feeling exactly. tugged. So, so, so let me ask you this. Since all parents may be feeling tugged and both tend to be working one way or another and yeah. both tend to be taking care of the kids, is it more stressful in families? I mean, the kids get the benefit of engagement of both mom and dad, but do they get also a heightened level of stress because both parents are, ba- are, are juggling? Well, Steve used the word confusing. I'm not sure that it's confusing exactly, but I think there's, there's some uncertainty. Kids, kids like predictability. They like to know who's taking them to soccer on Thursday and who isn't and uh, oh, who's cooking because I like it when mom cooks and I don't particularly like it, but I'll I'll live with it, but they want they like to know these things, so it can be a little unsettling and and stressful. So, yeah. so given given that, what tips would you give parents for trying to put some order and structure into their lives? I mean, with all these moving parts, do they need more structure? Do they need guidelines? Or on the other hand, should home? I mean, school the the rest of their life is pretty structured. Should home life be just kind of like, hey? It is what it is. Well, one thing that a lot of families do or some families do, they have what they refer to as family meetings, and they talk about how are things going, am I the parent you need me to be, is mom the parent you need her to be, and are you confused about who's taking care of you when or who's making things happen or not, and then 
you make adjustments based on what your kids uh, what your kids say and i think the tolerance of some of the uncertainty varies from uh, child to child really yeah i think that's such an interesting point like i'm again i'm always in this mode trying to imagine my family sitting down to a family meeting when i was a kid like like it just wouldn't like it would be bizarre It'd be like an alien moment and yet my family my current family we sit down all the time and have those kinds of discussions, and it kind of happened organically, like it was what was going on in the culture, which makes me think of other things. I mean, there's single dads out there. There are um, gay dads out there. I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways. There's really. stay-at-home dads. There's stay-at-home dads, right. Um, there's a lot of ways to be a dad now. But they really go for these meetings? I mean, because it seems to me that, that if you say to your kids, well, we're going to have a meeting. The let the last thing they want to do. What you it came about naturally or what? What what happened in your family? Yeah, I think it. I think it came about naturally. We we sat down. We were having dinner one time. I said, "Hey, how are things going?" And then we recognized that in having that discussion, it was something we had to have more often. So, Ray, should should parents who are listening, rather than maybe formalizing life at home in a structured way, kind of like school, should they kind of be thinking of what? Each role each parent is playing for certain situations, should they ask questions like Steve was just suggesting? Is Should they – what should they do? No, absolutely. I think the idea uh, – this is a new idea that reflects a change in the way to think about children, I think. The idea of saying to your child, how am I doing? Am I being the father Getting that, feedback. You, that you need you need me to be? Getting feedback. The emphasis on the child's – a subjective experience, their emotional experience of the family, and believing in that and trusting in that, that is very important. And I think that that's new also. You know, father knows best never asked. There was a tone set in the family. There were rules. The kids did it because they were asked to or they didn't do it, but they weren't asked, well, what, why did you do that or what's bothering you and, as much? And, and so what happens when the kids say, wait a second, this is this is messed up? We don't we don't like we don't like we don't like those rules. I mean, we don't want to be we don't want dad to be cooking dinner tonight. We don't want we don't want we have, we've had it with that, you know. No, seriously. I mean, yeah. so what happens when the kids give feedback yeah. and it's not acceptable? Well, <laughs> this this makes me laugh because I I was always home on Monday nights and I would make dinner and my daughter finally got the idea and you cannot make me eggs for dinner. So I Well, that's would... my go-to also. <laughs> that's my go-to. Yeah, me too. So I, t- so I said, okay, I, you know, I won't make you eggs. So I made grilled cheese or other simple things because I never really enjoyed being someone who cooked more elaborate meals. It's just that's the dad she had, and that has not been a problem. But, you know, parents have to use judgment about what's important to respond to when the kids tell you there's, they have some problem. Uh, with the way things are going and what isn't. I mean, you don't want to give them too much power. They shouldn't feel that they're running their world because their judgment hopefully is not as good, uh, basically, as adults. And one one final question. We talked about, Steve talked about family meetings and we talked about the changing roles of moms and dads. How important is it for parents to have their own little powwows, their little meetings, to talk with each other about, like, how are we doing together and who's on first with certain roles and certain obligations and you know duties around the house well gene this is a this, this is sounds a critical like a rhetorical issue. question, a critical question. <laughs> yeah. now there are couples who divorce because they can't talk to each other about important things and what's more important than being able to talk about 
what values do we want our kids to have and how do we make that happen and you know the the ability to really share important thoughts about important life issues so it's critical that parents can talk to one another how is he doing how is she doing what would what can we do a little differently so she feels better or she's growing better growing up better and i i recommend that highly parents have to try to do that and it's very important for the existence of their marriage over time and for the welfare of the kids well, thanks so much, Ray, and for all of our listeners. I, I, I encourage you to go to the Fatherhood Project. I mean, it's, it's a changing environment, and Ray has created a site and a project that has a lot of information that can help all of you out. And read our blog, and uh, we'll see you next time. I'm Gene Baresson. I'm Steve Schlossman. Thanks very much. Thank you.